So, yes, the cat is out of the bag this weekend at America Fest, Turning Point America Fest. I'm going to be holding a panel with myself, Elijah Schaefer, Kyle Rittenhouse, and Drew Hernandez. What it is going to be, it's going to be essentially a Kenosha reunion. The people who were there filming that event as it took place in the parking lot, in that now infamous car source parking lot, and Kyle Rittenhouse, who of course was the center, was the victim, or was almost the victim, of a mob assault on him. We're all going to be together. We're going to be on stage at America Fest. It takes place this weekend, Phoenix, Arizona. Make sure you're watching it. If you haven't got your tickets yet, I believe we can might be able to sneak you in because I've been looking at some of these numbers, and quite frankly, uh, I think the fire marshal is actually going to be coming and saying, like, mm, we can't have that many people in, right? And I've been at Turning Point events in the past where they literally had to bar people. This was down in West Palm. And they had to bar people from coming in because there were so many people involved. So go to AMFest.com, AMFEST.com. Use promo code POSO, all caps, 25% off. But if you can't make it there, this is going to be streaming. It's going to be streaming on Fox Nation. It's also going to be streaming uh, in every other place that you can find it on Turning Point. So go to TPUSA.com backslash AmericaFest. Get all the information. And for those who are coming, I will see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by TPUSA. And I want to just give a uh, trigger warning or whatever kind of warning to everybody, because this episode is not intended for young ears. So if you have kids around, uh, if you're listening to this around kids, you know, go ahead and throw the AirPods on, throw the earbuds in. This is an extremely uh, graphic episode, and unfortunately, this is the type of we have to t- of stuff we have to talk about because we have to talk today about what's going on behind the scenes at CNN. Today's stories: Another CNN producer was just caught soliciting pictures of an underage girl by Project Veritas. Next, the former CNN producer. We're doing some digging into him, and we found that he owned a $4 million mansion. This is in addition to his $1 million Vermont mansion that he owned before his child trafficking arrest. We have new details on that. Third, as Biden threatens Russia sanctions, Putin is seeking a trade alliance with Xi Jinping. And then finally, the January 6th committee is out, and they have admitted that they doctored text messages between Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan, both congressmen. All of this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So I got a message last night, they said, from Project Veritas, and they said, be ready, we are about to drop a new story about a producer at CNN, and this person soliciting photos of underage girls. And I said, great, great stuff, great work, guys, I'm ready, you know, waiting for it to come in, waiting for it to come in. I had been told about a week ago that this investigation was about to come out, they were packaging it, that it was coming out. You know, they sometimes send me, you know, kind of pre, uh, pre-release messaging just so, it, you know, that we know what's going on, what's coming. But one thing they didn't tell me was the absolute deep levels of depravity that was coming out of this thing. And I'm, I, I have to apologize. I actually have to apologize to you, the audience, to you, the listeners, to you, the viewers, I'm not going to play the full audio of this. And that's a strategic decision that I have to make because the nature of this audio, the nature of what you're listening to here is some of the sickest stuff 
I've ever heard in my life coming out of the, of the mouth of another human being talking about underage girls. And according to Project Veritas and according to the source that came to them, who apparently was in a relationship with this guy, they each have their own, uh, it sounds like she has a daughter who's underage and then he has a stepdaughter of his own that he is a producer at CNN. Now he's not named in the Project Veritas release. But what, what has happened is, is that she has come forward to explain what's going on. She recorded audio of him and also provided text messages from him talking about this stuff. So what we are going to play is the part where she is talking to James O'Keefe. This is the source, the direct source, coming and talking to James O'Keefe about what the CNN producer propositioned to her. Now, this is not the only part of the audio. This is not the only part of this investigation. But I think, as far as I can tell, you know, this is, and I'm looking at this thing, and I was talking to the producer just now, it starts at X, and then it goes to triple X, and then it goes to NC-17, and this part, I think, is at least R-rated. So we can play the R-rated part, but the other stuff, look, you can go online, you can go on Twitter. Uh, I did post it on Twitter because for the purpose of the investigation, and again, it's Project Veritas, we're not taking things out of context. We are not editing people to make them sound like they were saying things. We're not talking about, you know, some a comment that someone allegedly overheard. No, 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 no. This is direct primary audio. So go and listen now to the source who came forward to Project Veritas, the former, uh, I guess, girlfriend of this CNN producer, and what she was talking about, the text messages that were sent to this person. Take a listen. We're looking at a text message. Could you tell us what this means? He said, so I'm not getting mother-daughter nudes uh, for, for this help. And when he says this help, he sent me money. He thinks, because you sent me money, you're gonna get a nude photo of me and my daughter. Are you insane? I do not want this girl to be a victim. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a detective. These people with power seem to get away with things. I just want this kid to be safe. Now, of course, this comes on the heels of the arrest of another CNN senior producer for child sex trafficking. And we're going to talk about that more in the next segment because there's a lot more to this story that most places are not talking about. But um, we are getting more details from court documents and from one investigative unit that's actually up there doing the work on the ground in Connecticut. We're going to talk about that really quickly. But when it comes to CNN, when they go out there, when they're talking about this stuff, when they're attacking people who talk about child sex crimes, and the fact that they're tied to some of the most powerful institutions in this country and in the Western world. On the heels of, of course, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is going on right now. It's happening right now. You can go to court in Manhattan and see this. The Thurgood Marshall Courthouse. You can go there and watch the Ghislaine Maxwell, who is on trial. This trial for high-level child sex trafficking. What is going on behind the scenes of these institutions, of our government, and in these high levels, because why does this stuff keep coming out? It's time to get on the lifeboats. Establish your presence on Getter. Go to GETTR.com and prepare for what's coming, right? Any port in a storm, that's what they used to say in the Navy. Well, now the storm is coming, and it's coming for everyone who used to believe that there was such a thing as the free and open internet. It's over. That's why you have to go in the parallel economy. You've got Getter, you've got places like Rumble, other places that are out there. Go establish your presence now, get there immediately. Getting into this next story. So we're going to talk a little bit more about CNN 
and this former senior producer who was up there, John Griffin. And there's been some incredible work and a huge shout out has to go for myself to the investigative unit over at Fox News Digital because they are actually going on the ground. They went up to Connecticut. And I don't think anybody realizes this. And I don't know if this is getting the play on the actual network, Fox News Channel, that it should be getting because this, I think, is some of the most important journalism that's being done in America today. They actually went up to Connecticut. They also sent people out to Nevada or they searched in Nevada. They found all the documentation of multiple crimes, multiple people who have been charged in relation to this trial and in relation to this case regarding the former CNN senior producer, John Griffin. But before we talk about that, I want to go back and I want to go back to the debates when they asked former President Trump and they said, what do you believe about the QAnon conspiracy theory? Because they were very, very concerned that people were talking about the QAnon theory. Take a listen. I know nothing about QAnon. I just told you. I know very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. I hate to say that. I know nothing about it. I do know they are very much against uh, pedophilia. They fight it very hard, but I know nothing they about it. They believe it, it is if a satanic like call run by the deep state. This, let me just tell you, what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia, and I agree with that. I mean, I do agree okay. with that, and I agree but with it But there's not a strongly. satanic uh, pedophile I have no idea. I know nothing about that. You don't know that? that? Okay. No, I don't know you that. You just and this and week... do you know that. Okay. Now, all of this comes from exclusive material obtained by Fox, and my hat goes off to these guys, uh, Brian Flood, Rebecca Rosenberg, Michael Ruiz, everyone who's involved with this Fox Digital Investigative Unit, just amazing, amazing work. Listen to this. A Nevada criminal complaint against a mom who allegedly pimped out her nine-year-old daughter to longtime CNN producer John Griffin in Vermont discloses disturbing new details about the sick arrangement. It also reveals that authorities first became aware of Griffin's depraved proclivities 18 months ago, yet the FBI didn't arrest him until last Friday for allegedly soliciting three mothers and their underage daughters for training on fetish sex. So, but... On the third count of the indictment, it mentions that Griffin was paid the mother $3,500 via Venmo. It also states that after the woman's arrest, federal investigators, the FBI, seized computers, storage media, devices, phones, cameras, micro SD cards, images, and video from the CNN producer on September 2nd, 2020. So explain this to me. If he was raided, his electronics were raided on September 2nd, 2020, why did they wait all of this time to arrest him? Why did they wait 18 months? And why did CNN continue to hire him for all this time? Did the FBI not mention to CNN, hey, oh, by the way, um, you got this guy, you got this pedo who's your senior producer over here, and uh, we're confiscating all of his stuff, or he's under investigation for all this stuff, but uh, don't worry about it. You can go and you keep working with him and make sure he's continuing to work with Chris Cuomo all through the election, all through everything else that's going on. W what exactly is happening here? What exactly is happening here? CNN says prior to his arrest and indictment, we had no knowledge about this case. We had no clue. Of course, they're going to play dumb. So the horrific abuse has been detailed. This Nevada woman flew out on August 25th, 2020 in uh, 
from Nevada to Boston, Massachusetts, Griffin picked them up in a Tesla and drove them to a $2 million vacation home in a Vermont ski town. He lived, by the way, in a $4 million home, a 5,000 square foot waterfront mansion in Stamford, Connecticut. How did he get all this money just being a CNN producer? Well, it's simple. His father was Jim Griffin, a very powerful, legendary TV talent agent, someone who worked for years in the industry and brought up some of the, he was Regis Philbin's uh, agent. He worked with Geraldo Rivera. And in fact, at one point, he even represented, this is the father, Jim Griffin, even represented Chris Cuomo. Can someone explain to me what is going on in this entire scenario here? Why is Chris Cuomo's name keep coming up? Why are all these people connected? Why was he bringing families, women and their daughters, up to a place, a ski lodge in Vermont, we're told, for this? And the investigation goes on. They find, I can't even say that on air, <laughs> they find devices, we can say devices, and it sounds like there were multiple people, multiple men, multiple women involved in this with a nine-year-old girl. Somebody please tell me what is going on at CNN. Well, weakness is in the air as the Biden administration has proven to be completely feckless and inept and unable to uphold any of America's military commitments, financial commitments, any of the promises he made before he took office. Um, I mean, just look at what he did with the student, um, you know, the student loans, right? So first it was, we deserve a president who uh, will uphold our student loans. And the next one is, just kidding, just kidding, or give you relief for student loans. Just kidding, you're going to have to pay all those back now. Merry Christmas, suckers. Here's the new news. As Biden threatens Russia sanctions... Putin seeks trade alliance with China's Xi. Now, understand what's going behind the, going on behind the scenes here. Human Events Daily can report that Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin did have a separate private meeting several weeks ago before this new public conversation that took place here. What do they talk about on the private meeting? It's very clear. They talked about Russia supporting its gains in eastern Ukraine and China supporting and Russia supporting China's gains vis-a-vis Taiwan. They are talking about Ukraine. They are talking about Taiwan because, of course, they are. They see that America, the West, is completely leaderless, rudderless and feckless at this point. So, of course, this is what they're talking about. And they know that if and when they choose to go through forward with military action for those areas, that one of the first things that the U.S. will do is talking about sanctions. They will kick them out of what's called the SWIFT system. This is the international financial system that's propped up by the West. So what did they talk about during this call? Well, Newsweek reports, and it's way, 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 way down, right? Way down. Among the more notable comments from Ushakov was that particular attention was paid to the need to intensify efforts to form an independent financial infrastructure to service trade operations between Russia and China. Now, if you caught me and I co-hosted War Room a couple of days ago with Steve Bannon, we talked about the fact that the U.S. dollar is floated by the petrodollar. This is what holds up the U.S. financial currency as the world reserve currency because all petrols, all petroleum transactions uh, before any country wants to do, conduct any petroleum transaction, they have to first convert their currency into the U.S. dollar. Then they can trade. Then it goes back to the petroleum. Then they can reconvert if they have any currency left into their local currency. Well, 
if you get out of the Swiss system, if you go into anything else, then you don't need that anymore. And this is exactly what China has been pushing. This is part of the One Belt, One Road initiative. This is the, the currency side of it. They are looking at this from a perspective of we don't need the United States anymore. We don't need the West anymore. We don't need the petrodollar anymore. And we don't care what that's going to do to the American economy, to the value. I mean, just just imagine. Right. Just I don't think people realize I don't know if they get this. And, uh, you know, my friend Tim Poole, who I put kind of in the collapsitarian uh, bucket in terms of ideology, this is absolutely something that would fuel collapse. Imagine if all of the U.S. dollars in all of the bank accounts held by people in the middle class and the working class were robbed of their value, 10 percent of their value, 20 percent, 30 percent, 40 percent, 50 percent overnight. What would that do to our country when the price you look at the you think you care about the price of gas now, the price of a gallon of milk? What happens when a gallon of milk is fifty dollars? Right? Have you even considered the economic implications of this? So we're going to listen to a clip now of Xi and Putin talking about dividing the spoils of war on the backs of the feckless President Biden. The world has undergone unprecedented changes and a pandemic in the last century. Sino-Russian relations have withstood the test of various storms. Deep historical traditions of friendship and mutual understanding have allowed us to take our relations to the next breakthrough level. Trade between China and Russia exceeded $115 billion this year, a new high. The leaders pledged to increase cooperation on energy. Beijing already relies on Moscow for much of its minerals, oil and natural gas. Plans are underway for nuclear power stations. And I want everyone to understand. I want everyone to understand. We don't want to go to war for the borders of Ukraine. We don't want to go to war in the South Pacific. What we need is, is a strong military, a strong country, where we can then set the rules of engagement, we can set the rules of the road, and then we can have actual positive diplomacy with groups like this. And we can look at the recalcitrance of China, of the PRC, they are triggering the Thucydides trap. Understand what point in the movie we're at. This is one of those stories where I'm like, amazing, hilarious, and incredible. The January 6th committee admits that it doctored text messages between Meadows and Jordan. Now, if you want to continue to hear us report on stories like this, if you want to hear us and support the show, continue what we're doing here, you go to MyPillow.com, you use promo code POSO, you still have a few days left to get your order in, to get it to arrive on Christmas morning, so that when Christmas morning comes, you've got your Let's Go Brandon wrapping paper, and then underneath the tree, you've got wrapped up, nestled, snug as a, snug as a sugar plum, right? Under the Christmas tree, the wrapping paper of a MyPillow product for your friends, your loved ones, or hey, maybe even yourself. Who am I to judge? Who am I to, if you want to get yourself the slippers, you know, look, maybe sometimes Santa needs a little bit of help is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But we're going into the next story. The House January 6th committee admitted on Wednesday that it doctored a text message from Jim Jordan to Mark Meadows. This was first reported by The Federalist. I know a lot of people have talked about this, but this really is one of the stories where you have to dig into it and say, 
What is going on with this January 6th committee? We know, first of all, number one, it's a completely unconstitutional committee. It wasn't even properly constitutionally constituted in terms of it doesn't have a ranking member. It doesn't have uh, people that were appointed by the other side there. It only has people who were appointed by Democrats. That is a false committee. Right. That is a completely unconstitutional committee. That's number one. Number two, Congress is not a law enforcement body. How is it that Congress is subpoenaing records of private U.S. citizens, including fellow lawmakers? Right. We see what's going on here. This is the Soviet Bolshevik justice system that has come now into the United States. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. That was the motto of the head of the KGB. Well, guess what? It sounds like that's the same motto of Rep. Adam Schiff, Rep. Liz Cheney, and of course, Rep. Nancy Speaker, Nancy Pelosi. So here's Adam Schiff talking about this text message. Listen to this. I want to display just a few of the message he received from people in Congress. The committee is not naming these lawmakers at this time as our investigation is ongoing. If we could cue the first graphic. This one reads, on January 6, 2021, Vice President Mike Pence, as President of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. You can see why this is so critical to ask Mr. Meadows about, about a lawmaker suggesting that the former vice president simply throw out votes that he unilaterally deems unconstitutional in order to- Well, here's the problem with that, Shiffy Schiff. It turns out that that text message was actually forwarded as part of an incredibly long chain from a lawyer who was presenting it as potential legal argument that could later be made in court or on in the well of the Senate, right? This had nothing to do with a direct action, but of course they cut all that context out of it and they act as if it's a direct text message from Jordan to Meadows. Nothing of the sort. And they said, well, you know, maybe when we created that graphic, we did a And I, for one, ladies and gentlemen, I, for one, am completely shocked that Representative Adam Bennett Schiff, yes, that's his middle name, Bennett, would go and lie to us about a text message. The man who championed the Russiagate dossier, the man who told us that he had seen with his own eyes, he'd seen with his own eyes the proof of Russia collusion that he would then go, this close personal friend of Ed Buck and Jake Tapper would lie about text messages. I just, I can't folks, I just can't. Thank you so much for continuing to watch Human Events Daily. Support us, support the show now more than ever. Be the influence agent. I said it yesterday, I'm gonna say it again today. My challenge to you, your homework, find one normie friend and share this episode with them. Your mission, should you choose to accept that? And you have to accept that. It's actually, it's not, it's not, it's not, this isn't a question. This is an order. Find one normie friend and say, do you watch CNN? Do you like CNN? Well, here's what's going on behind the scenes at CNN. That's what this episode was all about. Make sure you send it with him. And then you leave us that five-star review on anywhere you can find your podcast app. And seriously, it, it actually really does help us out a lot if you leave us that review. Today's moment of history. A perfect one. A perfect one. Producer Benny sent this over. I was like, yep, that's the one. December 16th, 1773. The Boston Tea Party. The day that the patriots of America started to fight back. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.